Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Ramadan Reflections. As usual, let us begin with the verse of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Waj'alna baynahum wa baynal qura lati barakna fiha quran zahiratan wa qaddarna fiha as-sayr. Siru fiha layaliya wa ayyaman aminin. فَقَالُوا رَبَّنَا بَاعِدْ بَيْنَ أَسْفَارِنَا وَظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ أَحَادِيثَ وَمَزَّقْنَاهُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّقٍ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِكُلِّ صَبَّارٍ شَكُورٍ So here we have a verse uh, from Surah Al-Sabah and it's actually about the Sabaites. This is chapter 34 and verses 18 and 19, so you can follow along if you want to, because this is about the discussion of the people of Saba. Uh, what, what's happening here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them, and the people of Saba are described as having one of the most ideal societies with some of the best geographical, environmental, uh, flora and fauna uh, conditions. Uh, for uh, the, the, the best place to live, the best community to be in, it would rank at number one. It would be something that is kind of idealized and seen as a prototype or as an archetype rather of the most ideal city. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the people of Sabah and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them of the various different gifts, right? In terms of the agriculture that they had, the environment they had, the living conditions, the travel conditions, including travel conditions, and how uh, they fared with all of that. And this is, uh, let, let, me, let me translate this for you so you understand first. وَجِعَلْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ وَبَيْنَ الْقُرَى الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا قُرًا ظَاهِرًا وَقَدَّرْنَا فِيهَا السَّيْرِ Between them, uh, meaning between these people and the cities on which we had poured our blessings, so their surrounding cities and towns, we had placed cities in prominent positions. And between them, we had appointed stages of a journey in due proportion. So essentially, there was a whole network that connected all of their little towns and hamlets and cities and village and whatever else that they had. It was a really beautiful system where you didn't have to travel too far to get from one place to the other. And Allah then says, سِيرُوا فِيهَا لَيَالِيَ وَأَيَّامًا آمِنِينَ this is such a wonderful setup. Set Allah says, travel therein secure, by night and by day. However, they turned around and فَقَالُوا رَبَّنَا بَاعِدْ بَيْنَ أَسْفَارِنَا وَظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ They turned around and said, our Lord, place longer distances between our journey stages. And they wronged themselves. And thus, فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ أَحَادِيثِ we turned them into a tail. We made them into a tail. We designated, designated them to become a tail. And we dis, dispersed them all in scattered fragments. So there's nobody left down there. Certainly in this are signs for one who is patiently constant and grateful. So now you can tell what happened to this society. So after having such a great society, what exactly happened? So this... Uh, verse, I, I said, relates to a point of history, 
and geog geography. And in it is a massive lesson. It's a very important lesson for men of all time and place. And it cuts across faiths, nationalities, and people of different communities. It makes no difference who they are. Because this verse is speaking about a universal truth, right? And it gives a really good understanding of what happens to people, how they react to certain things. And this has been a human cycle throughout. We can really, really learn from this. right? Because I think that we in the UK at least, and in the US, and in many Western countries, are maybe, if not at that position, maybe we're very, very close to that position. And this is something that we need to be thinking about because it's well worth studying the human mind when it comes to these things through the Quranic uh, examples and parables that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides. See, there's a weakness innate in human nature that what happens with people, and we, we know this far from ourselves, is that we become fed up. Even if it's something comfortable, luxur luxurious, uh, something that you've got a lot of peace and tranquility in and you're very, very settled, people get a bit bored. They're looking for something else because that's human nature, right? To look for something different. SubhanAllah, sometimes, you know, people hate monotony so much, even if it's good monotony, even if it's comfortable monotony that other people would be envious of. They want change. And sometimes that change may even entail hardships for them, but they think it's going to be better for them, so they want it. Right? They want them. I mean, uh, another example of this in the Quran is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given the special food of man and salwa to the Bani Israel, but they said, oh, we want what other people are eating. So they wanted to go down to the inferior. So it's almost like always the grass is greener on the other side. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Qasas as well, وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ بَطِرَتْ مَعِيشَتَهَا فَتِلْكَ مَسَاكِنُهُمْ لَمْ تُسْكَمْ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا وَكُنَّا نَحْنُ الْوَارِثِينَ How many a population we've destroyed that exulted in their life of ease and plenty and then there's nothing left of them. So the people of Sabah here, it provides a really stark example of a very important aspect of human nature. Okay? And while this is talking about their whole community, I think we can individually relate to this and take heed individually as well and as a community because the community is made up of us as individuals. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chronicles the history of that time and the social life. And it does that in a number of places for a number of communities because there's a purpose of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, relating the accounts of the earlier communities. It presents a glimpse of the social life. And what it does is that it provides, uh, gives us an understanding of some of the features of past cultures and civilizations, right? So that we can actually take heed. Uh, psychologists, historians uh, should actually look at the Quran from this view as well. Right, from a sociological perspective as well. Right? And uh, so there's a very vivid picture. I mean, you know when you read these, uh, these verses in Arabic, they're very, very vivid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really, you know, in a very in-depth way, explains how uh, it was so well laid out for them. It was like the ideal town. You know, you've got different countries that are trying to create the ideal city. Okay? 
And uh, so this was one of those cities. And by the way, Saba was in Yemen, right? It was in Yemen. And uh, yeah, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the, the Quranic version of this story that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala t- tells us about, and you know, we take this as being 100%, it speaks about a flourishing economy, prosperity, and affluence, right? In fact, their, their situation was such that they were the envy of others. People used to look on them. And, uh, you know, many people, especially conquerors, people with big interests, right? They, they particularly aspire for such success and glory. And here's the example of that. Now, these are uh, some of the earlier verses, verses 15 and 16 of Surah Al-Sabah. So I'll just read them as well. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts it off. Allah says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لِسَبَئٍ فِي مَسْكَنِهِمْ آيَةٍ جَنَّتَانِ يَمِينٍ وَشِمَالٍ كُلُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ رَبِّكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لَهِ بَلْدَةٌ طَيِّبَةٌ وَرَبٌ غَفُورٌ Oh wow, that is just so amazing. فَأَعْرَضُوا So let me just translate this first part. Allah says, There was for Sabah, in the days of, in the earlier days, a sign in their homeland. Two gardens to the right and two to the left. They had two orchards to the right, two to the left. Allah says, eat of the sustenance provided by your Lord. So they had sustenance, amazing. And be grateful to him. Allah says, Baldatun tayyibah, an excellent area. Right? Warabbun ghafoor, and a forgiving Lord. Um, I could get a glimpse of something like this. You know, we were in Montenegro uh, some time ago, uh, maybe seven, eight months ago, um, in Montenegro, seven, eight months ago last year in summer. And mashallah, you come outside some of the houses and they've got yards. And mashallah, in front of the yard, they've got this, uh, they've got the trellises on the side and they've got like a canopy, right? Uh, made of that same material and they've got things growing there. I've seen this in Spain as well. Uh, I've not seen that in the UK as much, but outside many of the houses you go and you're literally to get in, you know, to get outside your house through your your courtyard, you're actually going under grapes and figs and various other things. It's like one of the most amazing things that you can, you know, experience. Every time you come back into your house that you will go through that. It's like a, almost like a tunnel, right? Or a canopy of, of fruits that you go through. It's an amazing thing, right? That just reminds me of this area. Allah then says, فَأَعْرَضُوا فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَلِمِ وَبَدَّلْنَاهُمْ بِجَنَّتَيْهِمْ جَنَّتَيْنِ ذَوَاتَيْ أُكُلٍ خَمْطٍ وَأَثْلٍ وَشَيْءٍ مِّنْ سِدْرٍ قَلِيلٍ Allah, Allah, Allah. But they turned away from Allah. They did not thank Allah. They turned away from Allah and we sent against them floods released from dams. And we converted their two gardens into gardens producing bitter fruits and tamarisks and a few stunted low trees. They were left with totally unpleasant growth. And all of that beautiful orchard, all of those beautiful orchards totally dissipated and were destroyed because they didn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They forgot. They got too intoxicated by their wealth and by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. So you see, what the point of studying these verses are is that the Qur'an diagnoses their malady, their illness, their problem that had afflicted these people, right? And it then explains why the calamity befell them and why they were deprived of their so settled joy and their success and their luxury and 
uh, affluence came to an end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we'd blessed these towns. We'd given them peace and happiness. We'd allowed them to travel in security, both by night and day. I mean, that's amazing. Because remember, a lot of our history has been punctuated by highwaymen, you know, by robbers on the way. But these people had nothing to worry about day and night. You'll see that in verse 18, right? One learns from the tafsir literature, you will learn a few additional uh, details about this area that they had a very, very healthy environment. It was like the perfect environment. It was so safe that they, they had no pandemic, they had no epidemics there, right? There was, there, was, there was hardly any illness down there. It says, Wallahu alam, I mean, I'm not sure where this exactly comes from, but if a stranger carried some insects there, those insects would die. It was such a healthy environment. Like if there was any poisonous insects, they would die. It was just too healthy for them in that area. There were also no beasts or harmful animals around their cities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then had given them the idea of placing all of these towns and cities and localities in very strategic positions. So travelers did not face any hardship at all in moving from one place to the other. Service stations, you know, same kind of thing. We had service stations. They didn't have to worry about an overnight stay or attacks by robbers. And they used to enjoy, you know, good hospitality at the various inns on the, on the way. And the transportation was actually of a good standard. You know, like today we have, mashallah, very good trains and, you know, just in London alone, we've got the overground train, we've got the underground train, we've got the buses, you know, we've got the automatic, uh, you know, uh, uh, trains, we've got, uh, we've got Ubers, we've got, I mean, subhanAllah, getting around is very, very easy, you know, minus the traffic, I guess, right? That's why this really reminds me and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm scared about this, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them in every respect. Problem is they did not appreciate these bounties, and this is a weakness in human nature unless, unless we're reminded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're reminded by the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to constantly take everything back to Him. They should have been thanking Allah. What else do they have to do? That's why Allah says, You've got a beautiful place and you've got a forgiving Lord. So even if you make some mistakes, just seek forgiveness. Subhanallah. And I think we can say that for the West compared to so many other places in the world where we are just so fortunate. You know, we avoid, we have so, we, we avoid so many issues that, that are an everyday issue in other places. That's why, just, just remember that. For some reason, they had this idea that let's increase the distance between cities. So that we can actually have longer and harder journeys. This is too easy for us. It was this really strange idea. They stopped appreciating their facilities. They asked asking for longer tiring journeys. They wanted to go into horrible forests and vast deserts. They, they started to want to prefer hazards and dangers. And um, they didn't, they, they got a bit tired of their uh, comfortable life. Subhanallah, you know. If you thank Allah, you get more satisfaction in what you have. Just remember that. If you thank Allah, you generally get more satisfaction because Allah creates blessing in there. You can have the best thing at the castle, the palace, palatial home that you live in, but you have no barakah in there and you don't feel like, you feel strange in there. You could have a small place and if there's barakah in there, you feel comfortable in there, mashallah. So if you have a great thing and you have, you know, and you have, a, what do you call it, barakah and blessing in there because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placing that homeliness, and comfort and harmony and goodness and that feel that feel right then 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 you'll be fine so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deprived them of his favors and then that that, that flood that uh, 
uh, took over, that, ba- that dam broke. And what happened is that all the communities there had to disperse. And they've gone far and wide. SubhanAllah, they, uh, as far as my uh, reading goes, the current fa- many of the current families, at least the ruling family of uh, Abu Dhabi, you know, the, the Emirates, they're actually originally from that area, right? And that's why they've actually got interest in that area. And they're trying to rebuild the Ma'rib Dam, which was a massive dam, you know, which had provided this amazing irrigation and everything. But when it broke, it just destroyed everything. Right? And there's been many other cases like this of dams breaking in different parts of the world. Corruption kept into their life. They started, I mean, aside from these big ideas they had, they actually started becoming corrupt. They, they took on the path of disobedience and wickedness. And it's very difficult to understand why they started acting so irrationally, despite what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them. I, I personally just think it's because they didn't have barakah and blessing when they started doing wrong. Allah take the, took the barakah away. So even though you've got so much, you'll squander it. Right? There's people who've wasted what Allah has given them because they stopped being appreciative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-wise and the all-knowing. He knows completely well right? that uh, even today there's many uh, communities that are disobedient and wicked. And who are essentially following in the footsteps of the people of Sabah, right? They also want to seek adventure and risk. And they want to take on more challenges. They become very complacent with what they have. They want more. And they no longer appreciate the bounties that Allah has given them. They don't compare this, themselves to the have-nots and think that we've got so much and they should thank, they should thank God for that. So, subhanAllah. Um, Generally, when you read the books of history, right, they, they will try to record every little bit of detail to tell you who the ruler was and how they long they lasted and the various different lessons in it. The Quran has history in it, but it's not a book of history. right? Um, the Quran does not deal with the rise and fall of every single community or empire or civilization or change of rulers or their conquest. That's not the purpose of the Quran. The Quran's focus, as you've seen from these verses, is to focus the attention on the human weaknesses and to see why these kind of things would happen so that we can avoid because the Quran is a book of guidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to convey to people of all time and place the way to survive. That's why we as a believing community with all of the prosperity that we have around us and all the facility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, the comfortable living spaces, the abundance of foods throughout the year of natural fruits from around the world that is brought to our footsteps the ability to purchase these things and subhanallah we can just see the increase i mean subhanallah i mean i guess this is an you know this is an example ajwa are dates which are at least two to three times more expensive than the cheaper versions of dates right but mashallah subhanallah there is just so much ajwa in the uk right now the masjids are giving them out to all the congregation for the iftar. People are selling ajwa left right, and left, right and center. People are purchasing it. That just shows the buying ability, the capacity. It shows prosperity. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But don't forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank Allah when you eat anything good, when you wear anything good, when you live in a place that's good, when you drive something which takes you from one place to the other, when you have the ability to go Umrah whenever you want. Right now, mashallah, after it's open, so many people have gone to Umrah from the West and yet people from other places can still not go. 
right, can still not go. We have the ability to do multiple Umrahs, mashallah. Many people in the UK and the US and Canada and many places in South Africa, etc. have the ability, but other places can't. They just about would long to go once in their life, just for a Hajj, if they can even make it there, and they can't. There's a lot of prosperity. Let us not forget that. Thank Allah for everything, and let us not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us make tawbah and Allah forgive us during this month of Ramadan especially, and keep us forgiven and keep us away from the wrongs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we thank you. Ya Allah, we thank you for all that you have given us, for you have given us more than many, many, many others in the world. Ya Allah, allow us to be grateful. Allow us to be grateful and remember you. Jazakallah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Please keep us in your du'as. Make a du'a for us. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.